Nate Johnson. Welcome to a special episode of Bungalore and the Bus. Today we are hanging out with my friend, colleague, and bungalower buddy, Mr. Jason Reynolds. Hey, Jason. Hi, Brendan. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm a listener, and this is a dream come true <laughs> to be on the Bungalow and the Bus. I believe you've been on before. Like, maybe you, like, idled up to us once when we were recording publicly somewhere, and we got you in. No, you no? cut that from the audio. All I right. listened. I had my friends and family listening, <laughs> and you cut it from the audio. And I cut it? Yeah. Well, you must have been awful, so, you know, mm. life happens, Jason. It does. Jason, you have a beautiful corner office here at the Orange County Administration Building. Uh, or no, what's the name of this building? It's the... Internal I- Operations Center, IOC. Like, that is fancy. I feel like there should be men in black outside with canine dogs. No, doing things. No, no, we're just doing the people's work here at Orange County. The government. people's work. Jason, what do you do for Orange County? I am with the Neighborhood Services Division, of which I like to say we engage and strengthen communities. We Ooh. engage through workshops, trainings, conferences, different public engagement tools, our newsletters next door. And we strengthen through our grant programs for businesses, for neighborhood associations, different techniques we offer. So the whole umbrella is engage and strengthen communities. It's a lot similar to Bungalower's motto of building stronger cities. I hope our boss, Matt Broffman, didn't just steal it from you. Jason, can you tell us a little bit about those grant opportunities? What are your grant programs? Uh, We have, so our, I would say our signature grant is our neighborhood pride grant where we offer small grants for neighborhoods to do beautification projects. So think of fixing that broken sign, the hole in the wall, landscaping. And the idea is you're making these physical improvements to the community, but what you're actually doing is increasing the pride in the neighborhood, making people feel as if that kind of sense of ownership and that they want to be there. So that sense of agency and sense of neighborhood pride actually kind of leads to what we're going to be talking about uh, you're leading a Orange County Community Conference this October, right? October 5th? Yes. It's at the Orange County Convention Center. If that sounds familiar out there, bungalowers, it's because we wrote about it. We actually shared a very handsome photo of Jason Reynolds looking very dapper. You're going to be giving a talk about crime prevention through community design. Yes. What does that mean? Cri- <laughs> so the crime prevention through environmental design, SEPTED, is the idea of making physical improvements to an area to deter crime. Uh, They're usually on, I mean, they can range anywhere from the small scale things, which I'll be talking about. So you're talking about millions and million dollars worth of infrastructure. Okay. But for the purposes of this workshop, this is bringing information to neighborhood leaders, the regular people we see walking around, the people we work with on a regular basis, and helping them with think through ideas for their communities Mm -hmm. to make them safer on the physical side and the small scale. For an example, we talk about uh, the six-foot, two-foot rule, which is how high or how low your shrub should be. Okay. So your shrubs should not be lower than six feet or higher than two feet. And the idea behind that is if it's taller than six feet or taller or too tall, someone could hide behind it. And those are simple things that once you start to think about how you maintain your property, how you maintain your neighborhood, you see things through a different lens. It seems like sight lines are kind of like sight lines are key. That's important, yes. Okay, so this kind of brings back, uh, brings up Miss Jane Jacobs, right? Eyes on the street. Absolutely. The key to a, to a strong and safe community is, is being able to 
uh, keep an eye on what's happening out there, right? Absolutely. So front porches, people hanging out on their stoops, saying hello to your neighbors. But you're talking about uh, environmental uh, like layouts, even mm-hmm. uh, landscaping issues that can facilitate better, yes. more eyes on the street. Absolutely. And then the basis of SEPTA, I'm, uh, thank you for bringing up Jane Jacobs. She is... Uh, anyway, I can slip her into a conversation. She is an absolute icon in this. I mean, she's the reason, I mean, I'm an urban planner. She has such, her fingers are right through urban planning and septet. And the idea is eyes on the street, people visible. If you are an illegitimate user of a space, the last thing you want to see is people around you. And if you are a legitimate, (laughs) (laughs) if you are a legitimate user, being around people, seeing act as if you are being seen and you can be seen or you can see what's going on, it makes you feel safer. So that's Septet also plays psychology. So if you make the physical improvements, it plays on both people's brains, the legitimate and the illegitimate user. And I'll go into the so different roles. And also like private and public. Yes. Right? So I think a good example of that is like a white picket fence. Yes. Right? So a fence that you can see through, it's not too high not too low it, it establishes like a boundary right mm-hmm. but you can still s- see through it and see this is still happening over here like mm-hmm. or if you're living in that house you can see what's happening mm-hmm. on the street everyone and some of this is delving is very much topics we'll discuss everyone loves fences sure but there are upsides and downsides of fences fences can create a wall a barrier so yes you get this security concern but now you've created this screen of which you can't see beyond and the and a fence is also a blank canvas asking for someone to paint graffiti or vandalize. Okay. I love that. Uh a good answer that I did in my yard is I planted uh apple cactuses. Like yep. a little fake fence. You know? Yes. I yes. don't want to say I'm brilliant, but I'm clearly well, a genius. W- when I sit with you we can tell, Brenda. <laughs> Brilliance just exudes. <laughs> exudes. Exudes. That's onion. <laughs> don't cry i guess the root of this was something that happened in the 60s around the same time as jane jacobs i was reading up about it um the concept of defensible space mm-hmm. and the sense that you oscar newman uh was an architect and there's this the social framework needed for people to police themselves in communities and that's why this idea of uh building or constructing a physical environment where people and neighbors can keep an eye on each other without having to rely on actually like the police coming in it's to to step in right so you're thinking like so th- i think if i'm getting this the nugget of this is that if we are keeping in mind uh the built and grown environment around our homes and our communities to make sure that we're not fostering spaces that are encouraging behavior that we don't want uh, that's the first step in, in maybe building stronger communities. Absolutely. You sum that up very well. I might use that line okay. in my <laughs> presentation. And also, we don't want to build a place where people are thinking, oh, what's going on here? Sure. I'm not a fan of barbed wire or spikes or things like that. You want to make a place where someone feels safe. Uh, other places, they have to play up that they need the barbed wire or the spikes or the other different things that are very overt to say you are safe here but these principles are more kind of behind 
Will you talk about that in your in your in your talk coming up? I, I guess that's a that's being called hostile architecture, yes. actually, yes. That's, and that's a big thing right now. Are like not just you might have seen it like spikes for pigeons, right? You'd see that in in London and New York, where it's an issue. But now they're also uh, using that same design principle to discourage like homeless people on stoops. They're they're bolting in metal studs so you can't lay down or or actual spikes. Uh, yeah, so we talk about just that is what is the impression you're giving to and I have a great picture okay that I'll show in the presentation, a great picture of when you see this, what comes to mind? And is this what does that play what does that say to you? And realistically, if you I don't want to steal too much of my thunder sure, yeah, yeah. because I want you and the <laughs> listeners to be there on October 5th at our community conference. But what when you're driving up somewhere, what is it that's saying to you? Is it saying, oh, wow, like that kind of that very overt kind of I, I, c I can't remember the words you just used hostile. Yeah. Is it kind of like, oh, this is hostile. What is going on here? Or is it just kind of, oh, this is a friendly place. This is somewhere I'd like to be. And that's why it goes back to Septed and the ideas of eyes on the street. It's very psychological. It's playing into your brain. And it plays into the brains of both the legitimate user and the illegitimate user. And sometimes you don't even realize what's happening. So, Jason, are you, you're in a position of, of power and privilege in, in Orange County in that you can execute these principles in your day-to-day -day job, right, to build stronger cities. Can you name... A uh, couple of examples where, where either that you've, you're seeing it working well or, or things that you've come in with your department to like make it happen. Well, power and privilege is very strong to describe what I'm doing. Whoa. Like I say, we are doing <laughs> the people's job, work. What's your job description, Jason? Well, that's a different discussion. Very we're humble. We're doing the people's work. <laughs> okay. We're, we're engaging and strengthening communities. But I would, we could look at a number of things and I could, I, I'll go back to our neighborhood pride grants. So you know a part about making a community look attractive and making people take a sense of ownership is that kind of neighborhood pride. And we've seen in the instances where there's a sign that is damaged, falling down, and it sends the wrong impression to the community. That sends the, oh, no one cares, no one is paying attention. The broken window broken syndrome. Windows th mm -hmm. Have you been studying about this, Brendan? No, it's, I have a degree in growth management as well, okay. urban planning. So, yeah, so you, you broken windows theory. So what we'll do is... They Let's break that down, though. Yes. Like, what is broken window theory? The broken windows theory is if something is damaged, we'll use... I mean, in the basic sense, it was a window. You, they were looking at residential areas. Buildings are windows broken. So what happens? The areas, they see the broken window, and people start to think, well, no one is caring about what's going on here. You start to see littering, some small things. Then you know what? The neighbor's window is broken. They don't decide to fix it because you know what? That neighbor's window is broken, and things slowly start to deteriorate from there. At the end of my talk, I do a case study that def that essentially lays out a scenario where some bad activities started happening, just very gradually, because these things sure. usually take time. It starts with a broken window, then it's maybe a mattress that gets dumped there. Graffiti. And graffiti, and then some littering. And this person, just a resident, regular guy, nothing special, went, in, went and he felt the need to address it with something very small scale. I won't steal my own thunder, because I want you all there. Address it very small scale. And the results of that... Are they were uh, a reduction in crime in that community, and when I uh, when I tell you about it, people they, their eyes open up, realizing that these are very small things they have the power to do. The residents, the community members. 
and I, you know what? And it's so important when you see things like in the county. I know we just everyone's talking about it in the headlines how it's uh, a little bit higher gun violence, right? Like where crime statistics are going up. Uh, and if people are asking what can they do, uh, I'm really interested in hearing more from your talk and in these other some uh, talks that are going to be happening at this uh, conference about what people can do in their own daily lives to make it easier uh, for everybody to move forward. I mean, there are a number of things residents can do regarding public safety issues. One is they can set up a neighborhood watch, citizens on patrol. Those are obviously through the Orange County Sheriff's Office, who is a great partner of ours. You can't talk about improving communities right. and neglect the Sheriff's Office. They are hand in hand working with us full disclosure john busticker our co-host works for the orange county sheriff's department yeah. uh does not affect what i have to say about anything though and certainly even if sheriff mina is very handsome <laughs> and certainly their jobs i can't ascend i can't put myself or anyone in the office into the work that they do they're dealing when they are problems they go towards those problems right and, but we are working together in terms of improving communities and you touched on the conference a little bit so i just want to talk a yeah, little let's bit. talk about that so it's on because it's not just you talking no 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 we have a, a litany of outstanding speakers saturday october 5th from 8 a.m to 2 p.m at the orange county convention center the why North so conference. early jason well, we we realized that we want to start the day early so we can finish early. We have okay. we serve. So, yes, it's early, but there is breakfast. Okay. There is lunch. There will be coffee, Brendan. Two uh, meals and coffee? Two meals, coffee, and great speakers. And it's free. No, it's $10. $10. It's $10. Uh, there is, uh, of course, you can pay online. You can pay on the door. We want everyone to register. The highlight of this year's conference, in my opinion, is we are having Mayor Demings. He's going to convene a session. So the typical conference format is session A, five workshops, session B, five workshops. Right. Session C, we're bringing all of the attendees together for a workshop, what we're calling consider a chat with Mayor Demings. So we, Mayor Demings is familiar with this community. Born and raised here, has been serving it for years. And the last few years, we know he served as the sheriff. Well, he's reorienting, reorienting himself to this community as the mayor. People are getting used to seeing him in this different setting and not from a law enforcement, but as the executive of Orange County government leading this right. organization. He ain't no narc. <laughs> is that the hashtag? I, no. I'm not familiar with that. Is, that. is that what these kids are using, these hashtags? I don't know. I call it a tic-tac-toe sign. Oh, that's good. But so getting Mayor <laughs> Demings and hearing he's going to talk about some of his initiatives. You know he's passionate about affordable housing, mm -hmm. transportation, economic development, and public safety. And then this is going to be a very interactive session where they're going to ask questions. Obviously, they hear from the mayor at BCC on Tuesdays and State of the County and different places. But this is going to be a place they, they can come up to ask him about what he's seeing, what he wants to do, his vision. We know the transportation initiative is very big and it's coming up and that's something that he's focused on. We have the Housing for All Task Force, which is moving along right now. So those are some of the issues. I'm looking forward to bringing the folks in the room to hear from Mayor Demings and directly. that workshop is taking place at 1130. So if you can't make those earlier ones, you could just skip them. Uh, I, I think you right? should make the earlier you ones. You should. Because I'm there are saying. some. So I know that there are some nonprofit leaders 
out here. And we have know what? We have a 501c3 certification workshop. Okay. Census, we know how important that is. All nonprofits, they use that money. It goes. It's census is the funding that so where they count the population. That funding trickles down to help run governments. And, and that's the second workshop. What everyone ought to know about census, census 2020. 2020. Yes. Okay. So that's just a, so planning 101. Okay. You don't want to miss that because everyone wants to know what's happening near their community. Who's teaching that? I will. Someone from our planning division. Okay. I don't know right now who's doing it. And then of course, simple se- crime prevention techniques. Oh, that's taught by yours truly. I love it. I love it. So then we go and do another set of workshops. We're talking about the census. I can't stress how important the census is right now. And just lastly, well, stress it. Let's stress it. What? What? Why do I care about the census? The sense why you care about the census. So every ten years, government counts individuals in the in this community. Okay. That big counts. brother. No, it's not big brother. Okay. This is something that has been going on long before 1984. Uh, if you're familiar with that book. 1984? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had to read that. Even in Canada, we had to read that. Even in Canada. Yeah. So they count, and then what that that count of people is essentially what's used to determine representation. So members of Congress, it's uh, with roads, the amount of hospitals, the How amount of How many votes public. we get, right? Yes, yeah. all of those things. So everyone whether they realize or not is a beneficiary of an accurate census count in florida think about how fast florida specifically orange county has grown in the last 10 years right is it what is it 1500 people a week or is it a month i, I get that wrong every time yeah it's a it's a stat we have somebody looking into it there are <laughs> lots of people coming into orange county and our community is changing making sure that 10 years ago to now all those so like i said that impacts roads hospitals uh, fire stations it's the funding that uh, comes down from the federal government. So that's CDBG funding. It goes to a lot of our social services. So that's Head Start. And so it touches everyone, whether you realize it or not. Uh, okay. And then in session B, there's an Ask a Lawyer yes. workshop. So you can so say if you have any questions about your condominium condominium association. Correct. Or homeowner stuff, you can ask them. Correct. That's cool. So you start to see the, the amount of workshops we have. And then, we'll, and then the neighborhood beautification. And of course, code enforcement. Code enforcement's a big part of this. I got some questions about code enforcement. You can be there and I have a neighborhood nuisance. I'd like, you know, talk about a broken window. Talk about broken (laughs) windows. So then we go through the workshops. Of course, Mayor Demings is going to be the the C session. Okay. And then we transition to the luncheon, where where we give awards to community members who have done great things. Each commissioner gives an award. The mayor gives an award. So who's going to this? Everyone. 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 Anyone who is interested in like anyone. So the way this conference set, so obviously it's called the community conference. So we get community leaders, residents, but you start to realize there are tracks in here for do you want to start a nonprofit? Are you a small then you know what? The five oh one C three is of use to you. Nonprofits use the census. And of course everyone needs to hear from Mayor Demings. This is not this is broader than I would say it has been in the past and with an intent of making sure that there is something for everyone. Plus, can you beat breakfast, lunch, <laughs> workshops? Look at the technical expertise Jason, I for think $10. You're just talking about food because I'm talking to you before lunchtime. I'm I trying <laughs> to get you and anyone else there. We're trying to make this. Uh, we're trying to make this conference. You had me at sandwich, great. Jason. Again, what's when is this taking place again? Saturday, October fifth, at the Orange County Convention Center, at eight a.m. and the North Concourse of the Orange County Convention Center. And if someone is wanting more information. They go to www.ocfl.net backslash community conference. And there is free parking. Free parking? I cannot stress. the f- So so, so I s- can park there and go to Tutu Tango after? 
No, no, Brendan. <laughs> well, you can park there and attend the conference. I want to do both. Uh, you do can that. park there and attend the conference. So you start to see okay. how $10 is excellent value for money. Where can you get breakfast and lunch for $10? Uh, good luck. Thank you. So I would expect to see people at the convention center on October 5th to hear from Mayor Demings, hear from these great speakers. We have, we're still working on our keynote speaker for the morning. Okay. And we're still working on, working on some details, but I expect to hear and see everyone there. Jason, give us a, like, is there a cool project down the pipeline after this that people should be paying attention to? Well, I would say, I after I mean, obviously, Mayor Demings is working on his Housing for All Task Force okay. to address his housing crisis. The groups are continuing, there are three subcommittees, they're continuing to meet. And we know Mayor Demings also spoke about his transportation funding initiative. I, he's going to speak about this here. Uh, lots of people are very interested if, uh, about what's going to come out of that. And this puts Mayor Demings, gives him the platform to explain that. So those are two, one is ongoing and one is coming regarding big projects that are coming from the conference. Jason, th thank you so much for letting me come pick your brain. You're fantastic. Thank you for being a bungalow buddy and, and probably the person who listens to our podcast and radio show the most. Well, right? Brendan, it's an honor to be here. I'm a listener. I've wanted to talk about what I do, but primarily I want to get people to the conference, let them realize how important the information is. Thank you for coming down and talking to us. You are a partner of ours. In many ways, you advertise our things. Sometimes you don't even realize you're advertising our initiatives and our workshops here. That's because I'm so good at my job. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're welcome back anytime.